Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Celebrate the holidays at Hale Varsity Club with an exciting lineup of holiday-themed events like Ugly Christmas Sweater Karaoke and Holiday Music Bingo, plus happy hour all day on New Year's Eve during college football bowl games. Hale Varsity Club has something for everybody. Stop in this month to try our new menu items like the Nashville Hot Honey Chicken, Crispy Breaded Wings, and the Benning Burger. It's a spicy burger named after Damon Benning. Visit HaleVarsityClub.com for the full event calendar and make a reservation now. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Hot Off The Mess. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and I'm so excited for Bravo Friday. I feel like everything in the Bravo Cinematic Universe is like finally falling into place. Like I feel rejuvenated again. I have for, you know, sometimes you just feel like a little burnt out, but that's okay. We're we're back, baby. And you know who else is back is Miss Tamara Judge. Now, it's been like speculated for weeks and pretty much confirmed that she's coming back, but... On last night's Watch What Happens Live, she did the ding dong in the clubhouse um, because Sutton and Lisa from Dubai were on and Tamara came strutting out in that little jumpsuit and Andy was like, oh my God. And then she made the announcement and it was like perfect and it gave me a thrill. Oh, it just felt good. felt good to have Tammy Sue back, you know, and then she did post her... um, like a short little video of her new like intro look. Um, So that means that, you know, it's official. She's coming back. And you know what I have to say? Because her and Vicky were on the other night. And I'm so glad that they waited for her to announce this without Vicky there. Because I feel like that would have been so cruel. (laughs) Like poor Vic. Just I I would love to see Vicky back as a friend. Honestly, I would love to have her back as a housewife. If we're being honest here. Um, but I do think that that was like very kind of them because that would have been tough for Vicky to take. Um, I have to say like watching the watch what happens live with Vicky and Tamara, it felt so good because as much as like some new housewives, I really enjoy, like I really love obviously Potomac and Miami. And then I love some of the new additions like Garcelle and Sutton, for example, you know, Jackie, Jennifer in New Jersey, like I, I appreciate them, but there is nothing. And I mean, nothing like the OGs when they come in the clubhouse, they are just fucking professionals. They're funny. They're quick. They are shady. They are, but they are able to move on from things like very quickly. Like that to me is an amazing housewife is a housewife that can like 
ebb and flow and get over things quickly. And that's one of the, I mean, that's one of the main reasons I love Real Houses of New York is like they don't hold on to things like the girls in Beverly Hills do, for example. You say to a girl in Beverly Hills that like her dress is ugly and she'll hold on to that for the rest of the season. Whereas in New York, it's like, oh, you're you're marrying the guy that I was sleeping with two months ago. Okay, I guess we're moving on. Like, Sonia, we got the yacht. Like, that is the energy I'm looking for. And it just felt like a warm hug. And I could really you can just tell that Andy just loves them, like loves Vicky, loves Tamara. He respects them like it's just it was a good energy. And they played. Oh, my God. It was so funny. They played a game of like. Do do they recognize the people that they've been on Watch It Happens Live with? And it was so funny because they kept throwing up the pictures of them and having them guess but in the photo, they're like hugging this person or cheersing this person or like touching, touching, interacting in some way that looks like the, they're friends. And they didn't. I think they each got one. They recognized one person from the 51 times that they have been on the show. Uh, iconic, if you ask me. And, um, you know, it did make me think like I would I hope someday Nini and Andy and Bravo can all work something out and she can have her debut back in the clubhouse because I think Nini, if I'm not mistaken, is like the number one guest of all time. She's the one that's been in the clubhouse the most. And of course, she's always usually on solo um, or had been leading up to her departure from the show. And any chance that someone in the Bravo cinematic universe says something negative about Teddy, I just get a rush. And I'm not one of those people that like fucking hates her. I think people do go a little overboard on their hate for Teddy because she doesn't seem to warrant that much hate. Like she's just not like she doesn't strike me as someone who's very likable. Um, That's fine. But so when Vicky talks shit about Teddy, it's just so funny because it's so Vicky and it's so just like a purely out of jealousy that she is doing this podcast with Tamara because when Tamara was like, it is the number one podcast, the look on Vicky's face was, she was upset, but that's okay. I just loved having them on. It just felt, they looked incredible. Vicky looks the best she's looked in forever. She's got a new man's um, who I guess she's known for like seven years. He asked her for her phone number like seven years ago. And she's like, I just like never called him. And unfortunately, she met him through Kelly Dodd, who we all know is someone I do not like to discuss due to the uh, great doxing of 2021. (laughs) So or at the attempt, at least of the doxing. Um, Yeah, I just it just felt good. You guys, it felt good. I'm excited. I'm just excited to maybe see more some more OGs. I think that that is where we're headed. I I do. I don't know. I I wouldn't be opposed to just bringing people back now because it, the new girls, they just don't do it like the old girls. I'm sorry. And of course, we'll get into Real Housewives of Ultimate Girls Trip 2. And oh my God, speaking of Real Housewives of Ultimate Girls Trip, the first picture of the full cast of season three in Thailand is out. And I was I was inspector gadgeting every last body language the lean in who's touching who's not Whitney and Heather are standing next to each other but they are not touching 
Like the body language is nope. And then I was shocked to see Candace and Portia next to each other because they notoriously do not. They were feuding, I think, because Portia was very pro Monique in the whole season five dragging of Candace. Um, and obviously <laughs> Candace was pro Candace. So that is interesting. I, you know, I really love to see Giselle and Alexia next to each other. I find that to be funny. I don't know. I think we're really going to be in for a good time with this season. I think it's a hodgepodge of people. Very random in my opinion, but I love it because we got some people that are still on, some people that aren't. OG Portia with just, I mean, Portia and Giselle, like the confessionals we're about to get, we're about to be in for a good, a good time. Um, some sad, but not shocking news is that Shep Rose and Taylor Green and Taylor Ann Green have broken up and they have been together for several years. Um, I guess he just couldn't commit. And I got to say, not shocked. And I don't think anyone should be shocked by this. The man is a literal child. He here's the thing about Shep. I understood his appeal early on in the in Southern Charm. I thought, you know, he's a rich surfer. Like he just wants to live in his house and make it look like a shack and then like just live off his parents' money. I don't know really what he's doing, but at a certain point it just gets old and it's not cute anymore. And you're just like, you have this beautiful, smart, funny girl and you're not going to commit to her. What? So I hope Taylor, she'll be fine. She'll find someone who's amazing and treats her right. And I mean, guys, he did cheat on her and he did say that at the reunion. I think we all remember when Craig was cracked out of his fucking mind. And, um, you know, of course, Leva said one of my favorite things. She's like, you guys really romanticize cheating when guys do it. And I was like, that's so good. That's so good. Uh, yeah. So they, they, (laughs) they broke up and I just want to talk about something that I, I tweeted a little bit about it the other day. And I feel like a lot of people share the same sentiment. Uh, but I follow Bethany like really closely on social media because she's one of my like top tier housewives of all time. I mean, obviously. And to see her be with Bryn all the time, all day, every day, going on mommy and me little getaways, going to Paris, like traveling the world together, eating gelato and like they're going to coffee shops and like they're just being cute as fuck and they look so happy I got a little emotional, guys. I'm not going to lie. I got a little emotional about it because, I mean, if we all remember, Bethany had gone through such a traumatic, horrible experience with uh, the one who shall not be named. And it's just really nice to see that. And then someone DM'd me and they're like, oh, my God, did you know that Bethany has primary custody of Bryn? And I was like, holy shit, when did that happen? What did I miss? Because I think since Bethany has been off the show, I haven't I guess I didn't really keep tabs on her and Jason's like divorce. I do believe it is officially finalized. Thank you, baby Jesus. But it's was said that in like 2020 or 2021, um, Bethany was awarded primary custody of Bryn. So I'm sure she still sees Jason, but I think she lives with Bethany full time. Um, 
And I think that that's amazing for Bethany. I think after everything that that man put her through, and granted, I get it. There's two sides to every story. There's two people in a relationship that makes it dysfunctional, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, like, he was arrested for stalking. Like, he did smear shit on her walls. Like, like, these are real things that happen. He terrorized her. He destroyed her apartment that she worked her entire life to buy, if we all remember correctly. Like, he's a menace to society. And I just... I just get so it just it warms me it really it warms my heart and my soul that they get to spend this time together and I just think they're so cute and they just they glow they glow and I mean I've talked about this before I am obsessed with Bethany's TikTok Bethany's TikTok is incredible because it's Bethany at her best like in it's Bethany giving like the best confessional but like four times a day that's what I love about it and she does these like makeup reviews she's very into like drugstore makeup and like cheap makeup because she's like these fucking brands have you by the balls and I'm like don't gotta tell me so you know she's she's on it she's on it I do wish that she would maybe not I think that there's like a filter she uses or like a ring light now she didn't use to use before so it's like a strange like film almost like what they put on Kris Jenner um on the Kardashians which I love 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 when the filter on the Kardashians uh shifts like you can see it sometimes on the camera like (laughs) it shifts and it just makes me laugh um yeah I mean so that's pretty much like the news of the day I do want to get into obviously I'm going to talk about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills I'm going to talk about um Real Housewives of Ultimate Girls Trip finale I mean there's so much to talk about one last thing I do want to talk about is what I'm currently obsessed with and I'm watching so I haven't moved on from Elvis I know everyone wants me to I can't I can't stop talking about it I keep talking like him it's it's an epidemic um my explore page is just riddled with Austin Butler as it's nuts and I hear that they're re-releasing Priscilla's book Elvis and I it's full of very gory juicy details anyway so the thing I'm obsessed with right now besides Elvis is this documentary series on HBO Max it's called Mind Over Murder it's about obviously a murder in Beatrice Nebraska I was perplexed for the first two episodes at how they were pronouncing the city because it just looks like Beatrice, but they keep calling it Beatrice. And I was like, okay, so if you are into documentary series on murder, this is it for you. It, it's giving kind of making a murderer type energy, like wrongfully accused, but it's full of wild characters. It's I would describe these people, some of them, as people that they go to the Tiger King parks. That's what they do. They are people that like they're very simple people and they're from this like little town. And this woman gets this old woman, Helen Wilson, gets like brutally murdered, brutally murdered. And then there's like these six people that all confess to these crimes and I mean it takes you on a wild ride there's a cop that turns into a a florist um he's a character for the ages um and but then there it's also the backdrop of this is the people in the town are making a play about what happened and they're using like word for word uh 
transcripts and dialogue that like really were said in interviews um, with the police. And it, they don't do, they don't focus on that a lot. Like when I read the description for the documentary, I was like, I don't want to watch a play. I thought it was going to be like Dateline reenactments. And I was like, I don't want that from an HBO Max series. But the first episode is just kind of setting the groundwork for everything. Like you hear from Helen's family, um, you know, they're obviously devastated. And then, you know, it just gets more and more and more crazy. It's like a devast it's like devastating. It's like makes you a little angry at times. It's just so good. And I just can't recommend it enough. So please watch Mind Over Murder. I will literally talk to anybody about it. I got my friends to watch it. My boyfriend said he's gonna watch it, but who knows? He who knows what's going on over there. So uh yeah. Definitely watch that. Check it out. HBO Max. Okay. Retire your overplayed playlist. You'll never hear the same mix twice on AMP. AMP is a free live radio app where anyone can hop on the mic and play the music they love. So you can discover new to you playlists as they're made. Download AMP. That's A-M-P in the App Store. Your lips can do a whole lot more than kiss. Your lips express love and speak your truth. Plump your lips with Juvederm Volbella XE or Juvederm Ultra XE for natural-looking results that are completely and uniquely you. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XE or Juvederm Ultra XE. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Now, let's get into Beverly Hills. This episode felt not like a filler episode, but almost. I think it's really setting the groundwork for the upcoming episodes in Aspen, which are going to be, I mean, obviously explosive because it's got to do with our Kathy, our little Kath. Um, oh, God, I've missed her, you guys. I've missed that little woman. But, I mean, the intro... <laughs> The first scene was a jump scare because it was Rinna in a bucket hat shaving her chin hairs. And I was like, not ready for that. I, they could have put a trigger warning. I, and as someone who also I dermaplane my face and I talk about rogue chin hairs a lot. I, you know, they sneak up on you and they sprout out of nowhere. So if that's what you do, girl, if you laser your chin hairs, please share the product link in your Amazon storefront because mama needs that. So that was a jump scare. I w and I'm just like, Rinna in these fucking bucket hats. I just, with that little tiny ant head, I, uh, and Dorit, you know, pronouncing COVID as COVID um, with a T. And she's like, I thought we moved on from COVID. I'm like, babe, we didn't. This was, this was fall of 2021. Like people were just getting their booster like hopefully in the fall and winter of 2021. Um, and then we like transition to Kyle's house and guys, I got to say Kyle's wearing on me and I, ne I didn't feel this way forever, by the way, I've, I've been a Kyle lover. Let me be clear. 
I was a person who, I, I got to tell you, in the moment, during those seasons with Kim, I was team Kyle some, most of the time, except for when it came to like Lisa Rinna and Kim. That felt strange. This thing with Kyle and Kim, because I mean, if you remember, if you were watching it live, you know, year to year, you know, every, you know, 2010 when it started, watching Kim was like really, really hard and it kind of will, it wore on you. It was frustrating to watch. You weren't getting anywhere with her. It just felt like a lot. And I felt a lot of sympathy for Kyle. I also hated the, the rumors that Mauricio cheats on her because I like to think that not every man in America cheats on their wives. I call me crazy. I just pray to God, like not every guy does that and is a slime ball. Um, and I was like, I'm not listening to this. I feel like they're in love and they have a beautiful relationship. Now, ever since LVP left and said the famous, you know, Ken Todd, our king, um, I'll knock you Spock out. That was so hot when he said that to James. I was like, that man's alive. He's energetic. He's passionate. Anyway, ever since then, he said goodbye, Kyle. Kyle has been strange. She's been a little bit too producery, a little bit too. She's a little too messy without being held accountable. She's incredibly, incredibly hypocritical. Um, it's it's been frustrating to watch especially last year with the whole Erica and Sutton thing because Kyle was saying a lot behind the scenes Kyle was saying a lot in confessionals she was saying a lot to Dorit a lot to Sutton a lot to Garcelle and then to Erica's face she was like well people are talking about you it's like yeah you are actually (laughs) like you're one of the people and so she's kind of been carrying that energy and I that's not the Kyle I love I always say this Kyle is a better sidekick She has been a sidekick. I'm sorry, this might be me. And she's been a sidekick her entire life. Like if you look at it with Kyle and Kim, Kim was the star. Kim was the child star. Yes, I know that Kim or Kyle was in Halloween. She never lets us fucking forget it. Uh, But Kim was ultimately like the star of that family. uh, Kathy was a little too old for it at that point. Like when the, the other Richard sisters came about. So, and then, you know, Kyle just shines as a sidekick. Like when she can bounce off of the the quote unquote queen of the show is when she does her best work. Like when she was the opposite of, of LVP, she did really well. And then LVP left. And then Kyle was told that she was the queen of the show. She is one of the longest running OGs, her Ramona and Teresa, you know, so people do feel like a sense of like attachment to her etc and that's great but like she's losing me she's losing me you guys and she's losing me fast because this season is not doing her any fucking favors uh this whole Jamie Lee Curtis scene (laughs) now I love Jamie Lee Curtis she's a great gal she was in one of my favorite movies my girl Freaky Friday Halloween she has a repertoire of films and TV shows, okay? And she does Activia commercials, which I got to say, I used to be obsessed with eating Activia as a child. You know, it's it's just one of those things. It's like when your mom was on like a special K diet and you did it with her and you're like eight and you're like, this is weird. You know, Jamie Lee. 
but she shows up and there's just a very strange energy between these two. It didn't feel very sincere. It felt very like, Jamie Lee, you're going to come onto my show and you're we're going to be besties. That's how it genuinely felt to me because she like Jamie Lee, like out of nowhere was just like, I love your heart, Kyle. I love your heart. I love your soul. I love your heart. I'm like, what is going on right now? <laughs> like if I invited a friend over and they started talking to me about my heart, I would be like, can you, are you, I'd be like, are you well, what's happening? Is everything okay? And then of course, Kyle's playing producer a little bit and tries to put Sutton and Diana next to each other when they're setting the place settings full of uh, Jamie Lee's gift bags. And, you know, I do applaud them for what they're doing with Children's Hospital. I think that's amazing. But it also, Kyle just never does anything that's not a little self-serving. And I think this whole scene was just to make herself look good, if we're being honest. Um, And... There is, you know, a moment with, and this always makes me laugh when housewives do this, when they talk at a table that another person is at about something about that other person. So, I mean, I, I've been rewatching New York, like I've been saying, and right now I'm on season 10 and, uh, no, well, now I'm on season 10, but I just finished season nine. And, you know, there's that scene between Bethany and Ramona where they're talking about going to Mexico and they're like having this conversation and Tinsley's just like obviously listening because she's like, we're at the same table. You're having this conversation in front of me. Why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't I be listening? And Bethany like snaps at her and she's like, why are you listening? That always makes me laugh because every housewife does this. And Dorit like looks at Diana, who's sitting across from her and is like, what's going on with you and Sutton? And Diana just was like, she offends my space. And listen, I don't love Diana, but I do like that saying. But I wish she didn't say it. Like, I wish Garcelle said it or something because I don't want to credit Diana really for anything. So they're kind of having that conversation about how their their lunch didn't go well. I want to know, like, did they really do they eat at these lunches? I know that they order food, but I never see them pick up a fork. Never see him pick up a fork, uh, rarely. So that's always on. That's always in the back of my mind. I'm like, are they really eating that Caesar salad and butternut squash soup? Are they? Hmm. I don't think so. Uh, but God damn it. If Dorit is not likable, I swear to God, I've been, I've liked Dorit. Obviously, I go back and forth like the breeze. You know, my opinion changes on these women every single week. Never hold me to anything I say because... Lord knows I'll hate Dorit next week, but she's just so fucking charming sometimes. When Jamie Lee Curtis was lifting up tumblers, license plate frames, uh, I mean, what else was there? There was, oh, a wind chime and the montage of Dorit just going, oh my God, amazing. That can keep it hot and cold. Oh, amazing. What a chic wind chime. That is a great wind chime. And I'm like, Dorit, God bless you. Because she's trying to be like so like involved in the conversation and she just like won't shut the fuck up. Um, I do have a hot take and this is something I've been thinking about. Oh my God, I have the worst allergies. My nose can't stop itching. Um, the one thing about Dorit, or no, start over. Okay, I do have a hot take and that is I don't think Dorit got a nose drop. 
I've been thinking about this for several weeks and the more photos I see of her like side by side or from her profile or something, I'm like, I actually think she didn't get a nose job. I think she's just, I genuinely think that's just contouring and makeup. True. I, am I dumb? I don't know. I need you guys to get a look at her. Like take a real good look because that's, that's not a nose job nose. I'll tell you that right now. And I feel bad that I made fun of her last year for getting because remember, she was like, I didn't get a nose job. And the editors were like, Dorito, Dorito, what are we doing here? So there's that. And another hot take. And I know we don't like Diana. I know she's a demon from hell. But but. I did enjoy the somewhat sincere conversation her and Sutton had together. I, in my head, I was like, this feels good. This feels like a resolution for now, at least, I think. It feels genuine. And I was like, why didn't Diana approach the situation and say all of this stuff before? Like, I just wish that that happened. And I like that Sutton owned her part of it because I do think Sutton, you know, don't question why a woman is in bed and on bed rest after she has a miscarriage. Like, just shut up. It's not your place. Please don't say anything. I do think that she was wrong in that. I, But I also think Diana is wrong in not understanding that when someone brings up their stuff or, you know, things that they've gone through that are similar, they're not trying to one-up you like no one's trying to one-up anybody when it comes to that I mean at least I hope not and you know I maybe it's like a cultural difference like they just don't do that in Bosnia like I I don't know uh but another thing that really has been standing out to me that I enjoy is that so Sheree was brought on obviously by Garcelle they've been friends they forever they've been friends forever I like that Cherie can go places without Garcelle because especially being a newcomer, it's it's intimidating. You don't know these people. You might, you know, people might think like, oh, this is going to be just her little puppet because, you know, when Rinna brings people on, that's usually what happens. Uh, stuff like that. So it's nice that Cherie kind of comes in and really uh, is able to be on her own and question Sutton about things and say like I think that you're wrong in this situation because she knows that Garcelle and Sutton are friends and she could easily be like Diana you're fucking dumb for coming for Sutton and she doesn't do that and that is just a little thing that I've just noticed and I appreciate about her um I really enjoy when she's on my screen I want I want more Cherie like I want more focus on that and less on uh Rinna's chin hairs personally um and then let's let's talk about Crystal. Let's talk about Crystal's eating disorder and everything. This episode, what happened this episode? I just want to talk. We got to talk about it because what we witnessed was fucking bonkers. First, Kyle, Diana, and Crystal are in the bar area, and they're having a you know they're having a nice conversation. And Crystal had just posted on Instagram. She's sharing her. 
like what she's going through with her eating disorder. She's sharing, she's being very vulnerable and open on social media, which I think is really important. I really, as you guys know, have struggled myself. Um, and I really, I mean, I applaud Jackie Goldschneider for her vulnerability. It's the courage that that takes to do on a national stage is really amazing. And she's helping a lot of people. So instead of, applauding crystal i mean of course ask her how she's doing how she's feeling get more of where she's trying to like where she's coming from because and i want to make this clear to everyone listening no eating disorder is the same every single every single person that is struggling with an eating disorder or disordered eating of any kind it's all very different and it's all very nuanced and we learned that with jackie goldschneider is Like she said, she was like, it's exhausting. It's all encompassing. It's something you think about all the time. You can't have, you know, a meal without thinking about it or you think about your next meal. I know when I have, you know, I go through my, sometimes, you know, it comes in waves, um, but it's mostly just disordered eating at this point, kind of whatever. Anyway, is it's all very in your, it's all in your mind. And, you know, of course that's, really layered and complicated and I don't think Kyle understands the nuances of that period because you do not look at someone point blank as they're sharing their what they go through and say to her so are you throwing up I was like I was speechless I was watching the show last night with my best friend Paige And her and I both looked at each other and we were just dumbfounded. We're like, did she just say that? Like, it was so blunt and so aggressive. And Crystal's standing there and she's like, whoa, like what? Like she didn't know what to say. And she's trying to explain to them like she eats, but she might lose it. She might purge. She might do something. Um. And she just started, you know, she started crying and she's like, I'm just so exhausted. I don't want to think about this anymore. I don't want to have to think about what I'm putting in my body because that ultimately, I mean, I completely relate to that. You start obsessing and like that was my issue like after the initial like eating disorder phase is I became just obsessed with what I was eating and that is why I can't do diets. That's why I can't do like the whole 30 even I'm someone that like becomes so obsessed with everything that I'm putting in my body and so I totally related with what she was saying and she was trying to get that across to them and Kyle's just like well you know I struggled and I just wouldn't eat it's like okay and she's like like Kyle just doesn't get it and she wasn't being very empathetic in my opinion like to look at someone and just be like, so you throw up? I'm sorry? Excuse me? It just was f- so fucking strange. And even Diana was like, what? You know, Diana really was in over her head with that conversation, in my opinion. She was just like, oh, so not what I was expecting to talk about over here. Um, and then I will fast forward a little bit. Uh, just cause we are talking about this and then I'll go back to like Kathy and all that, um, is then we get to Diana's Christmas party and, you know, 
Crystal, I mean, of course she posted it on social media, so people are going to ask her about it. That's normal. If you post something like that, hopefully people in your life do want to talk to you about it. And the one thing that I always say and that I keep in mind is something that actually Jules on Real Houses of New York said is she's like, secrets keep you sick. So I think by Crystal sharing that, it kind of keeps her in check and she's able, I think when you talk about something and you release it, it kind of frees you from it a little bit and you're like, okay, that makes it more real. And now I'm really able to try to overcome it or handle it in a different way. So they're standing there with, she's standing there with Garcelle and Erica and Garcelle makes a comment and she tells Crystal that she looks skinny and Crystal kind of like looks at her and Garcelle was like, just say thank you. And that was wild I I was like why are you telling a woman who's clearly struggling with an eating disorder in her body why are you commenting on it at all you could just say you look great I think you look great or just don't fucking say a word don't tell her you look skinny and then be like but thank but say thank you she doesn't have to say thank you she can look at you like you're an insensitive asshole And obviously what Erica said was wrong too, but I do want to talk about the Garcelle stuff a little bit because I feel like no one is talking about it because I mean, obviously everyone loves Garcelle, myself included, but that was a fucked up thing to do. There's no reason for that. And people online are, you know, saying she was trying to say thank you because, you know, women are naturally so self-deprecating about their bodies. And like, we, you know, have a hard time accepting a compliment. When a woman is struggling with an eating disorder, you don't do that. Like, I don't understand, like, what people are missing. It's really confusing to me. If you have different insight or something, please slide in my DMs and let me know. Tweet at me because I don't understand why that comment was necessary at all. But, of course, it gets overshadowed by Erica's disgusting behavior. Erica then starts talking to Crystal about, like, oh, well, do you take laxatives? Should you take a laxative? It's like, what the fuck? are you talking about you are telling this woman who's struggling that she should take laxatives because that's what you do and I was like what is the what are we getting at is Erica trying to talk about you know come out with like her like something she struggles with but is doing it in a very strange upsetting way and Crystal is just so taken aback as I think everyone was who's watching I mean, Paige and I, when we were watching last night, looked at each other and we were like, what is going on? We were short circuiting. We had no clue how to handle what was going on because it felt so strange to tell this woman to take laxative because that's what you do and it's better to shit it out. I was like, oh my God, you fucking monster. That was sick and then it ends the episode ends with Erica they you know they have the uh tray passers of food and it's a chicken tender and Erica looks at a chicken tender and then looks at Crystal and says oh this is a chicken tender you can't have that I was and then the episode like ends and I was just sitting there just pro and we were racking our brains like what is happening with these women? Why are they all treating Crystal like shit? And why are they all like, why are they handling this like this? Why? 
it was so upsetting and crystal just is clearly in a fragile place she's like she said she's so exhausted from having to deal with it she doesn't want her kids to be affected by this or be influenced and you know have that kind of mindset which i totally you know that's really important um because you know jackie said the same thing about her kids too because she didn't think that they noticed but then they noticed or she found out that they did and it was like you know upsetting so i don't know i i was just like kyle a double it was like a triple whammy for crystal the whole episode it was like nonstop coming at her about her her issues and in a non-constructive unsympathetic way and it was very strange and i truly don't even know what to say i it was weird but i do obviously one need to talk about our girl little kath um Little Kathy's back and I'm thrilled about it. She comes bumbling down those steps with her sunglasses on her little pajama top and she's just ready to rock. She is our wacky Kath. Like she's just shuffling around this house. She's got Paula. She's got Carol working for her. She's got Kyle coming over, uh, you know, and then they sit down and Kathy is just like, you're really hard to get a hold of. And then I think we discover that Kathy blocked Kyle's number. I'm pretty sure. Because Kyle was like, I try calling you and this is what happens. And she calls her and it just goes straight to voicemail. I'm like, yeah, babe, you're blocked. That's usually what happens. Um, I want to know more about that dynamic. I feel like we're just getting into like the shallow end. and We got to get into the deep end with the Richard sisters, because we know a lot about the dynamic between Kim and Kyle, but I want to know more about the dynamic between Kyle and Kathy, because there's something a brewing. And I think Kathy's really protective of Kim because I've seen um, paparazzi photo, like footage of them all out together. And Kim, from what I see in that video, in those videos, is that she's not, she doesn't seem to be in her clear mind and Kathy completely protects her from the paparazzi while Kyle is talking to them so I think Kathy has a maybe a little bit of resentment towards Kyle for that as well maybe she feels that Kyle stole the goddamn house too, the mom's house in Palm Springs who knows but something's brewing there and I can't wait till we get into the whole like what did Kathy say about Kyle that was really bad stuff I'm dying to know uh but Kathy gives us a little tidbit of information about people peeing on her couches. And I need to know more about this. Because what? Why are people peeing on your furniture? Who's peeing on your furniture? Is it Rick? Is Rick Hilton taking a piss on Kathy's furniture and carpets? What's going on in this house? She's like, my house is falling apart. I'm like, kind of sounds like it. Not going to lie. Like, Architectural Digest is going to come over to pea-stained couches and carpets? What? It was... It was wild. It was a wild conversation. They ate a potato. (laughs) They ate a baked potato with caviar. And guys, I have to tell you, I wouldn't want that as a meal either. I'd be like, this is my dinner? This is it? This? So, I mean... (laughs) God bless her. I'm so happy she's back. She shows up to the little uh, Christmas party at Diana's, which everyone was like, Dorinda was like, she spent cold hard cash on this party. And I'm like, it literally looks like there's one snow globe and a Christmas tree. 
what's going on it didn't seem that decorated like it seemed decorated yes but not like over the top like they were making it seem they were like acting like it was the north pole i was like what's happening here this is these women are nuts they're out of their minds um but that's pretty much all i have to say about beverly hills i do of course want to talk about the finale of the best show on peacock is real housewives ultimate girls trip season two so unfortunately we are coming to an end and i pray to the lord above that we get a fucking reunion i want a zoom reunion i want them in the fucking clubhouse old school below deck style with mr andy cohen i need i need it i need these women I need a, I need, I want this group of women again, but in a different location. That's what I'm desperate for. I love this group together. They're unhinged, neurotic, angry, funny, adventurous. Like they're just batshit and I love them all. Um, I will say Dorinda's like lack of awareness is a lot to to deal with like there are times where she's at her best where she's great she's in a fun mood she's joking she's laughing but I do agree with Vicky that the power dynamic is going to be off because it is at her house so she's going to think that she's the boss of people and I get that it's stressful obviously having all those people and a camera crew in your house uh, for that extended amount of time because if you remember the Berserkshire's episodes they were only there for like a day they literally were there for one night. So, I mean, eight days is, is a lot. Um, I I would be exhausted if I was them. Like, this itinerary that they've had for every single day looks so tiring. <laughs> I, I love an activity. I do. I love to, like, do things on vacation. If I ever looked at an itinerary and it was like that jam-packed, I would feel so overwhelmed. And I would be like, can I sleep, please, please? So these women are running on fumes at this point. They're fucking tired. They're ready to go home. They, you know, they've had it with this house. They've had it with Bluestone Manor. They're ready to get the fuck out. Many of us are already planning our New Year's resolutions to work out more in 2023. But let's face it, they rarely stick. Well, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, cycling shoes, heart rate monitors, and more with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Don't wait. Get this offer before it ends on December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. And Brandy, so they wake up after the crazy night where Brandy was flashing her pussy at everybody. And God bless her. And she comes strolling in that kitchen. Still in her dress from the night before. Hair, not a single hair in place. Then she, that head of hair has not seen a brush in seven days. It looked like it. She looked crazy. She was drinking her Diet Coke. She's just like, she's walking about. She's having a good time. And Jill is like, ma'am, are you okay? And it's like, but these women were treating Brandy like they've never seen a hungover person before. Honestly, they were like, oh, my God, she looks like she smells. I'm like, she probably does. She is still drunk from the night before. Hello. Look at her. But get over it. They were acting like she was like, I don't know. It was very like Eva was so disgusted. I did have to laugh when Phaedra says, 
your hair looks a different color like since last night and I'm like yeah because her hair is so greasy that it changed color that's I mean that's just what happens my hair when it's greasy I speaking uh, I'll talk about that later I'll put that on my Instagram I won't talk about my hair on this on this podcast in the middle of this conversation um I uh, like I said at the top of the episode with the watch it happens I with Vicky and Tamara these two they are just so good together they're great tv I don't necessarily think Tamara is more fun without Vicky but I because I was thinking about this and I was like I don't think she's more fun without Vicky I think she's just messier with Vicky like she's more messy like she's more like into the like the drama and the this and that but Tamara is that fucking bitch I gotta tell you she she I mean if you read Natal Diamonds and Rosé the book by Dave Quinn obviously bestie of the pod um they talk about Tamara in that book where they're like she is the blueprint of Housewives as we know it she was the first one to start arguing with another housewife on their show like she's the one that did that when she looked at Gretchen and said we did you go to Bass Lake they had never seen something like that before so I'm like this woman is a fucking professional she's a goddamn professional I'm so glad she's back but I love her and Vicky together they make me laugh I mean Vicky trying to put on this little um hair turban that I mean, it's meant for when your hair is wet and it, you put it on and it dries your hair so you don't have to like put so much heat on it. I have one and I swear to God, I, I stand firmly that it saved my hair. It saved my hair. Guys, go get one if you if you want to have pretty hair. Um, and like Tamara said, she was like, she's a six-year-old child. She's a 60-year-old child. And and I, I God damn it, I just love Vicky. I do. And I'm... I get where we were running thin with her. Like our patience was wearing thin with her um, towards the end of her like tenure on housewives. But that was a mistake on our part for calling for her to get fired. And I can own that. That's why I rarely, rarely, rarely ask for housewives to get fired. I'm never like, oh, get rid of them. Uh, I mean, I might have said that up with Diana a couple of times, but to me, she's not a real housewife. I know that she has like a diamond, but like, no one cares about her that much um and I mean Phaedra 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 Parks Esquire calling Vicky a potato head I this woman makes me laugh she makes me laugh and giggle just like the littlest things that just come out of her mouth she's so witty she's so funny she's so funny she's and just the way she said she was like Vicky's got a potato head and I was like God bless you. God bless you. And then they're all, you know, having breakfast, you know, they're doing that and they start talking about their dating lives. And Dorinda starts talking about hers. And she was like, yeah, Taylor, I talked to you about this. And I'm like, I want to know more about that. I That's the one thing I have to say I think is missing from this girl's trip that I missed from the last one is like, I feel like the last girl's trip, they all really got to talk about their shows that they're on, how this works, how that works, like what experience they had, things like that. And this is like we dip in and out. And I want to dip a little bit more in. I want I want to know more about like what's going on in their lives now. But I mean, there's not a lot of time for that when they're all fighting. So I have a I have a request. I have a request for Taylor Armstrong. 
cut your hair. I think Taylor needs to chop her hair off. And I'm not one of those people that thinks a woman over a certain age needs to have short hair. But I think with her bone structure and her like jawline, if she just had like a longer bob, like maybe how long, like even even how long Tinsley's hair was like that short, like shoulder length hair. I think that would look really good. It's too long and it's these thin extensions are not even good ones. I, I need her to cut her hair. She looks it just it's too stringy and like she's always just curling like that one piece of hair and and putting on that brown matte lipstick i'm like taylor we need a gloss we need a gloss on those candy cotton candy lips we we don't need this mauve matte brown please for the love of god i know it's fall and when cut when fall strikes people lose their minds and they start it will be september 1st in michigan and people will be wearing like boots and like cardigans mittens hats gloves scarves it's all it's all happening and I'm like it's still 85 degrees we're still sweating our dicks off um and poor Vicky just poor Vic you know she got a text from that evil Steve Lodge I find him so repulsive and I didn't like him the moment I met him on Real Houses of Orange County I was like I don't like this guy I think he's I think he was a safe option for someone to date after she broke up with Brooks because she needed someone like to re- to rehab her image after, I don't know, potentially being involved in a cancer scam. So which I don't think she was involved. I think she was blinded by the D and she was digmatized. We've all been there. We've all been clowns before. So I don't blame her one bit. Actually, I do. It was still wrong. But you know what I'm saying? And she just is so sad and I just feel bad for her. I know that she's dating someone now and I hope I hope her love tank is full and I hope he's a good guy. Tamara did give her the seal of, the, of approval. So, you know, we got to get Vic on it. We got to get her on a good path. I, I just I have a soft spot for my Vic. Um, and I have to say, these women are so fucking mean to Jill. It, it I'm confused by it I get that Jill's a lot Jill is a lot but Jill means so well her intentions from what I am gathering are usually really pure like she just wants everyone to have fun and get along and like be nice like and they're so mean to her they're like can you stop can you wrap it up I'm like this be nice be nice to our Jilly she's a fun she make Jill makes me laugh I I think she's, I don't know. I just get a warm, fuzzy feeling when I'm with Jill. She's very like maternal. She's very nurturing. And I think that these women are like being a little hard on her. Maybe there's something they're not showing us. I get that she's thirsty. I get it. Uh, But you all are on the same show. So let's not be crazy here. But I don't think Phaedra will ever return to Housewives of Atlanta. I would love to see her. She is dating that doctor. And I'm like, I would love to see her on Married to Medicine. Get her on there. Get her and Quad together, Dr. Heavenly, Anila, Toya. Get my girls together, Dr. Simone and Jackie. I would love that. But yeah, there's no way Paige is coming back. I was actually shocked that they played that clip um, from season nine. That was... They, the editors were like, we're going to remind you why she's gone. <laughs> they were like, oh, you love her? here's this and it's like 
it was bad. It was, it's always tough to be reminded. And then, you know, the ladies, they go out to dinner. It's their last night. And uh, Brandy makes a joke about like the fighting. And she's like, I'm glad like that's over. And like, blah, blah, blah. Like a joke. She's clearly joking. Dorinda launches in and says the most vicious, vile things to Brandy. She was like, I would never go in someone's house and get drunk and show my ass, show my boobs. Like, I would never do that. And I'm just like, what the fuck is your problem? She just gets so nasty. And I'm like, are you drunk already? Because that's usually what happens is she starts turning. And I want everyone to remember. And I am Dorinda's like, I love Dorinda. But this is the side of her that I'm seeing too often. Whereas before it was like once a season. And then it started to become every other episode where she just gets so fucking mean when she slut shamed Sonia and said, you know, your vagina is like the Holland Tunnel when she just like can't help herself. And I don't think that that's a side of her that I really ever really wanted to admit that it's too dark. The energy is too dark. It's too aggressive. It's too nasty. And I it really upset me. And I felt really bad for Brandy because she did get upset and emotional. And she was like, I was just joking. You know, and people kind of give Dorinda a pass for the really vicious things that she says to people. And that I find really hard because people don't seem to give Brandy that pass as often. And I really love the relationship Phaedra and Brandy have together. I think that is maybe one of my favorite parts of this whole show is to watch them together because Phaedra really sees Brandy for who she is and is always there to kind of like support her and like you know, make her feel warm and fuzzy. And like, she was very protective of her in that moment with Dorinda where she was like, can you knock it off? You got to back off. Like, this is weird. Like what you're doing is wrong. And I actually enjoy Vicky standing up to Dorinda because I think when Vicky speaks, these women listen and because they respect her because she is the OG of the OC. And, you know, so when she talks to to Dorinda, I think Dorinda maybe takes a step back and like actually processes it a little bit, maybe. Maybe. And they all just kind of move on and let it go. Um, You know, then they have a beautiful uh, gospel choir come in and Phaedra. They all go around the table and say what they love about each other. And like that was a really, really nice moment to tie up this incredible season. I I really, really, really want this cast to come back in some capacity. I think that that would be so fun to touch in with these women, you know, once a year, go to Turks and Caicos, go to, go somewhere other than the Bluestone Manor haunted mansion. And yeah, I, I'm super happy with this, how this all turned out. And I think that this idea that Bravo and Peacock had is genius. And I think it's the future of housewives. Um, cause it gets people excited again. It gets people to see their old favorites come together and like have conversations about their shows or what happened and this and that. And there's resolution and oh, it's just really lovely. And I'm really happy with it. It makes me feel good. And you know, now that I have my Tammy Sue back on Real Houses of Orange County, I can't wait to see her light Heather DeBro's ass up. And I'm excited to see like the dynamics. I'm excited to see how she treats hip and casita. You know, it's going to be good. It's going to be a good time. Um, I just want to thank you guys so much for listening. I will be back on Tuesday with a new episode and I hope you all have a great weekend. I will be glamping with my dog. So that is going to be interesting and I can't wait. 
Um, hopefully I don't die of heat stroke. And I will see you guys, like I said, next weekend. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow me at Bravo Historian on Instagram and at Take Off on Twitter. And I will see you guys soon. Bye. A Huda Media Production.